Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living in today's world. Here is your host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living today. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show. You can learn more about the Yoga Hour at our website, theyogahour.com. Again, theyogahour.com. Our topic today is sacred music, divine connection. How does sacred music deepen our connection to the divine? Today, I'm excited because not only will I be discussing sacred music with our guests, but we will also be sharing some chants with you as well. I feel very fortunate to be joined today by David Rhodes. David is a composer, arranger, and pianist who draws inspiration from his classical training, work with jazz and fusion groups, study of world music, and his immersion in the sacred music traditions of the East and West. David's recordings include critically acclaimed Traces of Eden, Moonbirds, Fluid Days, Modal Improvisations, and Live in Concert, Elaine Creston and David Rhodes. David's acoustic palette includes piano, keyboards, harmonium, zithers, voice, and percussion. He is also a composer for film production and theater. David's new CD, Door of My Heart, with vocalist Prabha Pacey and cellist Barry Phillips, features new interpretations of some of Yogananda's cosmic chants, as well as other sacred songs. So welcome, David Rhodes. I'm really delighted to have you join me today on the Yoga Hour. Hi, Laurel. It's nice to be here. That's great. Before we dive into our conversation about sacred music, let's begin with a moment of contemplation, a yoga moment. Oh. Let's begin right where we are, whatever we're doing, and just bring our attention to our body in space. Just feeling our body, whether you're sitting or standing, walking, feeling our body and feeling particularly the surfaces that support our body. Bringing our attention also to the breath, noticing as we take the next fully conscious breath, noticing the next inhale and exhale. On the next inhale, feeling the cool air in the nostrils. And on the exhale, feeling the warm air as it's been 
pass through our lungs. And just keeping our attention with the breath, continuing to notice. As we rest, right where we are, here's something to contemplate from Paramahansa Yogananda's book, Cosmic Chance. He writes, Sound, or vibration, is the most powerful force in the universe. Sound, or vibration, is the most powerful force in the universe. Music is a divine art to be used not only for pleasure, but as a path to God-realization. Vibrations resulting from devotional singing lead to attunement with the cosmic vibration or the word. Then he quotes from the Bible, John 1.1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Once again, David Rhodes, welcome to the Yoga Hour podcast. I am really excited to have you on the show today to discuss sacred music and also to do something that I've never done on the show before, to play some selections from your new CD, Door of My Heart, which features some chants from Paramahansa Yogananda. To dive in, what originally got you interested in sacred music? Well, well first of all, let me just say how, what a pleasure it is to be here with you today. Um, I, I really look forward to having this conversation. Um, well, I started out, you know, in the church choir when I was a little kid, and I had kind of a love-hate relationship with the choir and with the hymns. Um, I went on to be an instrumentalist. I kind of gave up on being a vocalist for, for quite a while. Hmm. Uh, I studied classical piano while I was growing up, along with other instruments. Um, I later discovered classical sacred music, um, things like Renaissance polyphony. I discovered Indian classical music. Um, I discovered later uh, Yogananda's cosmic chants and things like Kawali music, Sufi music. Um, so I, I've been interested in sacred music for a long time. It's just taken different forms as I've grown. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to include chants from Paramahansa Yogananda on the new CD? Well, you know, I've been playing music at CSC um, in San Jose for, for decades now, and the Yogananda chants are, you know, are sung pretty regularly there. And it seemed like an opportunity to uh, bring these chants to life and to reinterpret them. Um, mm-hmm. it, it also seemed natural because, you know, we sing a lot of Sanskrit, but the, the Yogananda cosmic chants, the English chants, are, are so accessible uh, mm-hmm. They're easy to understand because they're in English. So I wanted to highlight that that accessibility and, and work with that. It also seemed that there was an opportunity to bring them into the 21st century for a contemporary mm-hmm. audience. So I we reinterpreted them using more contemporary language as we spoke as we speak now, instead of that older kind of King James style, thee, thou, thy, etc. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All the thys and thous. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to be something that's more conversational and more familiar. 
uh, the way we speak now. Mm-hmm. So we've mentioned chanting a couple of times, and I know at, at CSE, the um, chanting is done in the um, kirtan style, and kirtan being, you know, the repetition of the divine name of many names of God. And uh, there is a back and forth, so it's call and response. How did you discover your interest in chanting? Was it through CSE? Well, I'd be interested in Sanskrit chants for a long time, um, but I had the opportunity to to chant with uh, Gitanjali, the CSE Kirtan band. Uh, Uma mm-hmm. invited me to join that back in 2001. So um, it kind of unfolded from there. And I imagine that this may also be part of your spiritual practice. So what has your experience been of the power of chanting in your spiritual practice? I, I think, really, it's it's kind of a um, it, it's an invitation to go deeper uh, mm-hmm. into meditation. So I've practiced mm-hmm. japa for a long time, repetition of the names of God, and mm-hmm. sometimes japa leads to musical arrangements. I found mm-hmm. that music naturally arises if you repeat these mantras and names. So it's it's been kind of a, a natural unfolding musically as well as my meditation practice. Mm. That sounds lovely. I, I want to go ahead and set up our first cut that we have taken a couple minutes from one of the chants on your CD. Um, and the first one that I wanted to share from your new CD, Door of My Heart, is a, is a um, selection from the chant, Oh God, Beautiful. And I thought I'd set it up by reading a story about this chant from Paramahansa Yogananda's book, Autobiography of a Yogi. And in particular, we're highlighting Autobiography of a Yogi this month because in December 2021, this month, we're also celebrating the 75th anniversary of the publication of this important book. In this quote, Yogananda talks about sharing this particular chant that we're going to listen to, Oh God Beautiful. He, he writes about sharing this particular chant with an American audience for the first time. And when I read this, I'm just so struck because he gives the date. This is going to what you'll see uh, from the, the quote. It's from April of uh, tw- 1926. And so I'm just imagining this is Carnegie Hall. There are 3,000 people there. Here's Yogananda. And he's got, um, he looks very foreign. He's got long, dark hair. And he's in, uh, you know, typically would wear an or, um, you know, ochre uh, robe. And here he is in Carnegie Hall. And he's, you know, he's leading people in a chant. And it must have been quite the scene. So anyway, here's how he describes it. He writes, in the preface to the songbook, Cosmic Chants, I recounted my first outstanding experience with Western reaction to Eastern chants. The occasion had been a public lecture. The time, April 18, 1926. The place, Carnegie Hall in New York. On April 17th, that's the day before, I had confided to an American student, Mr. Alvin Hunsicker, I am planning to ask the audience to sing an old Hindu chant, Oh God Beautiful. Mr. Hunsinger had protested that Oriental songs are not easily understood by Americans. 
Music is a universal language, I had replied. Americans will not fail to feel the sole aspiration in this lofty chant. The following night, the devotional strains of Oh God Beautiful had come for over an hour from 3,000 throats. Blase no longer, dear New Yorkers. Your hearts had soared out in a simple pan of rejoicing. Divine healings had taken place that evening among the devotees, chanting with love the Lord's blessed name. And I just, there was something about that, I again, because of the autobiography is 75th anniversary and because it is going to be this chant that we're going to feature, um, I, uh, I, I wanted to uh, read that little bit of the autobiography. I, it just kind of blows my mind that people were so into it and that they were able to chant for uh, for an hour, it sounds like, in Carnegie Hall in 1926, right. this Oh God Beautiful. Yeah, imagine how novel that was back then, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I know there's a little bit of a delay in the sound booth as um, there was a t- little technical difficulty and they're rebooting the computer, but is there anything you would like to share about this particular track before we listen to it? Yeah, the the kernel for this arrangement uh, of Oh God Beautiful came out of a conversation with Uma, actually in preparation for the centennial that we held last year at CSE. Uh, right, of, and just for listeners, arrival. that's all such, I was yes. going to say, so Uma is also uh, Yogacharya O'Brien, so go ahead. Yeah, so I, we we worked on an arrangement, recorded it pretty immediately after that conversation, and... Mm. It actually did a little film that included some stills and little clips from Yogananda's life, and that was presented at the centennial. And I want to I want to also just emphasize this is a collaboration. I want you to listen to 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 Prabha's rich, expressive voice in this recording, and also Barry Phillips' lush strings arrangements. He has, he's he's done some amazing things with cellos, basically creating a whole string section. That sounds really lovely, and I know they're going to get it. They're getting it ready, and we will be playing that shortly. In the meantime, here's another quote from Paramahansa Yogananda, again from his book, Cosmic Chants. He writes, Each of these chants should be sung not once, but many times, utilizing the cumulative power of repetition until the singer feels great bliss wafting through the radio of his heart. When this joy is felt... It is proof that God has answered the singer and that his devotion has been properly tuned. The broadcasting of his ardor in chanting has been true and deep. The broadcasting of her ardor in chanting has been true and deep. So this really uh, beautiful writing about the power of chants and uh, devotion in in, uh, general. Let's see. Again, we're just waiting a few more minutes, I think, until the sound studio is ready. Um, The uh, next one that we want to play after this one is the title track, Door of My Heart, which is one of my favorite of Yogananda's uh, tracks, uh, of Yogananda's chants, rather. So for this one, Door of My Heart, it obviously is the title track from the from the CD, was there anything uh, in particular that made you want to name the CD after or use this as the name of the CD? 
Well, Laurel, um, you know, this title is known around the world. It's one of Yogananda's best-known chants, and uh, it seemed like a good entry point into the other songs in the CD, both the Yogananda chants and also the Sanskrit chants on the CD. And uh, the title also kind of holds out an invitation to enter in. Exactly. Door of my heart. There's not a a much better way of saying (laughs) invitation to uh, enter in. Door of my heart. Open wide, I keep for thee was the original. I imagine that you have changed the words to open wide, I keep for you. Yes, yes, you'll hear that in the arrangement. Yeah, well, that's great. So, what are some of the influences that you have had? It sounds like Yogananda has been one um, about uh, sacred music. Uh, well, I think I mentioned, um, um, in addition to Yogananda, some of the Sanskrit chants. I, back in the 90s, I heard Jayutal sing at East West Bookstore, mm-hmm. and that made an impression on me. Um, I went out and bought a harmonium after that in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And later, I was introduced, you know, Krishna Das uh, chants and, and others. Um, and there's also kind of, you know, the Western traditions that, that really influenced me as well. You know, I, I, I grew up hearing Handel's Messiah and... Mm-hmm hearing Renaissance works like Palestrina and Victoria. Um, so and once I discovered Eastern music, Indian music, that, that was a whole other world of sacred music that was open to me, you know, in the study of how sound affects us, you know, the, the Nada yoga, the, the yoga of sound. So there, there's that whole other world that, that was open to me um, a couple of decades ago. Mm. It's interesting that your influences come from both the East and the West. So you started out, sounds like, with um, Western uh, sacred music, and then you found this whole other world with Eastern yeah, sacred music. That, that, that's right. But only with the Eastern did I rediscover my voice. With the Western, um, I pretty much turned into an instrumentalist. And with once I discovered Kirtan, um, it, it, it brought my voice out. I came out of my shell. And I started hearing mantras and, and and bhajans that I had to I had to sing. I was I was kind of like the vocalist of last resort. There was no one else there to sing it, so I sang it. Mm-hmm. And what was that like finding your voice again? Um, it was actually kind of um, bringing a missing piece back into my being. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I'd lost early in life, and I, I was able to regain that and the power and the bliss that comes with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, for people who haven't experienced a kirtan, you and I were chatting about this yesterday in preparation for the show. Um, we were talking about how this practice of um, is very meditative. You're listening to the you know the group, the vocalist. Um, and it's call and response. So they say a line, and then you respond with trying to make your intonation and the phrasing and everything as much like as much mirroring theirs as possible. So that makes it very meditative. This process, and after you do that, and in, in what we used to do it at at CSE would be for a couple of hours. Boy, you're really in a different space, different headspace. <laughs> In fact, you That's told right. a cute story about about uh, 
didn't you get stopped <laughs> on the way home? Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, um, you, you know, the, listening to, to chant and, and doing kirtan can be intoxicating. And I, I was telling you about an incident where I was, I was chanting in the car and didn't notice how fast I was driving. I got pulled over by a cop and got a, a ticket. So you gotta you gotta watch out out there when you're when you're chanting in the car. It's a powerful practice. It really is a powerful practice and and uh probably one you, you really have to be aware of, you know, that you can that you can get pretty far out there and you lose track of the the world. The the material right. world as you're as you're losing yourself in in the chant. You well, mentioned wanna, it being part. Go ahead. I, I want to bring up something uh, regarding the door of my heart chant. Um, okay. There was a fra- there was a phrase in there that really struck me. Um, mm-hmm. Will my days fly away without seeing you, my Lord? Mm-hmm. And if you just sit with that that question, um, you know what comes up. What comes up for you? It, it seems very open-ended, and it brings us in touch with, you know, this life, limitations on this life, our mortality, um, the urgency of, of um, really applying ourselves to, to awakening. And I, I, it was just a very inspiring phrase for me. And the way that Prabhupada sings the phrase, musically how that's interpreted, it's really wonderful in this chant as well. All right, so I just um, have heard from the sound engineer that they are ready to play the first track, which is Oh God Beautiful. So um, go ahead. Wow. 
David, that is so beautiful. So can you go over again the the uh, musicians who joined you on that? You were on the keyboard, right? You were on piano? That, that's right. Yeah, it, this uh, recording is a collaboration with Prabha Pacey and, and Barry Phillips. And we've known each other for a long time and worked mm-hmm. together over the years. Um, Prabha has been a, a member of the Mount Madonna community, uh, the Baba Haridas community, uh, for a long, long time. And she was part of the Mount Madonna Choir back in the late 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry Phillips is... What a uh, voice. Yeah, what a I, voice. I know. And I think she's listening right now, probably. Hello, Prabha. Oh, so great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Barry Phillips is a uh, um, he's a very respected and beloved musician in Santa Cruz. He's he's also a student of uh, the Indian maestro uh, Ravi Shankar, and he's mm-hmm. a very accomplished cellist and and uh, composer and arranger. Okay, Louis, can we play Door of My Heart? Again, just so beautiful. And with that, uh, we've come to the break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour, insights and practices for spiritually conscious living. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show, here with my guest, 
composer, arranger, and pianist David Rhodes. David's newest CD is called Door of My Heart. You can download. Uh, you will be able to get uh, digital downloads of the CD, which I understand is not quite ready yet, but should be up in the next uh, couple weeks. You can also pre-order the physical CD at the website moonbirdsmusic.com. Again, moonbirdsmusic.com. We will also be posting a link to this website on our website, theyogahour.com. So coming back to um, Sacred Chants, I wanted to listen to another one, which actually is called Listen, from uh, David Rhodes' new CD, Door of My Heart. So, Louis, if you're ready, can you go ahead and play Listen? Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. 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 I will always love you. I will always serve you. Always love you. I will always serve you. Never forget you. I will never forsake you. Never forget you. I will never forsake you. Listen, listen to my heart song. Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. Listen, listen, listen to my heart song. I will always love you. I will always serve you. Always love you. I will always serve you. Once again, just so beautiful. I love Prabha Pacey's voice and your your accompaniment. The um, piano is so gorgeous, just <laughs> really lovely. But thank you. Yeah, I want to give Prabha a shout out for that song. Uh, she came up with the vocal arrangement for that, and it just came out of imp- improving together. Um, mm. We were pre- prepping that song for uh, to play at CSC one Sunday morning. Mm. Mm. So for listeners who are wondering how chanting fits into our map of yoga, the eight limbs of yoga, so there's a limb called uh, prachahara or interiorization, and that is part of turning our attention within. And so this uh, practice of chanting um, of the call and response, of any sort, really, is one form of uh, prachahara. Another form that people are probably familiar with is mantra. So just using a mantra, chanting a mantra, uh, either outer chanting of the mantra or inner chanting, and then japa. As you um, mentioned, David, japa is a repetition, silently repeating the names of God. So we have listened now to a couple of different tracks, and you, I know, have a lot of other chants, David, that you have set uh, mantras to music in addition to writing your own chants. Where do you get your inspiration for that? Would you share a little bit with our listeners about your creative process? Yeah, most of the chants I've sung and worked with have been the Sanskrit chants, traditional chants. Um, and, and once I started working with um, 
the the bhajans, um, I realized that for any given mantra, there could be hundreds of different musical variations, um, that the arrangements could go in a number of different ways. Um, and, and since I already was working with instrumental music, I, as I said earlier, I consider myself an instrumentalist primarily. I, I started trying my hand at writing melodies and arrangements for for the songs, for the bhajans. And I also mentioned that, you know, that I'm kind of a fledgling vocalist. I still consider myself kind of shaky as a, as a vocalist. And, um, but as I also said, I was hearing it. I was the only one around, so I felt like I had to do it. I could not do it. So um, I started rolling out some, some new bhajans and introducing them to uh, the CSE kirtan. Mm-hmm. And I, I have listened to many of the ones, and as well as the the many arrangements that you've done. So, just again, you're, we're lucky to have you as part of the CSC community, and lo- lucky to share you with our online uh, listeners. One of the other songs on the uh, the other chants on the uh, CD is "Simple Gifts." So this is a Western song, a Shaker song, originally written in 1848. And it is another of my all-time favorite sacred songs. So what attracted you to this song in particular, and what made you want to include it on your CD? Well, we, we wanted to, to broaden the appeal of the songs on, on the CD and reach out to a larger audience. And um, as we were saying during the break, I, w- I was saying that Simple Gifts is something that almost everybody knows. It's such a memorable melody and um, it's so singable, you know. And mm-hmm. it also lends itself to a chant-like repetition. So I wanted to work that into the the offerings on the CD. It's also um, a tie-in to traditional American music. It's a bridge to the larger audience. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was the motivation. Is there anything in particular you want to share with listeners about the song before we play the excerpt? Well, again, just listen to Prabha's voice, uh, mm-hmm. listen to her phrasing, listen to Barry's string arrangements. You'll hear a little bit of kind of a Baroque feel here, almost like Bach's uh, air on a G-string. Mm-hmm. Okay, Louie, I think we're ready. True. 
Once again, just wow. I was getting goosebumps listening to that. That was just so, so beautiful. And there's something about that song, about the sentiment, about gratitude and just being in the right place, seeing where we are, being in the right place, and uh, just really speaks to me. There's also a sentiment about turning mm-hmm. and uh, the freedom to choose differently in every moment. Mm. Turning and turning, we come around right. Mm. It's really, really beautiful. I think it, it felt appropriate to this holiday season, but also any time of year is a is a time for gratitude. So and uh, and turning. So that's yes. Great. Huh. In preparation for this conversation, I, I was able to connect with a couple of spiritual friends who I, of mine who I know have also um, worked with you in um, various capacities in, around sacred music. So uh, Priya Friday Pabros and Mukti Devi Crystal Lanier, I wanted to give them both a shout out because they were very generous with helping me think through some things I wanted to talk to you about. And Mukti Devi participated, she she told me, in a regular monthly kirtan circle with you in the past where community members could lead a chant. She mentioned that some of the most inspiring chants came from the least musically trained members of the group. And I wanted to address this because I think a lot of times people feel, um, I don't know, a little reticent perhaps to sing or to chant. They feel embarrassed about not being more musically trained or not feeling that they have a good voice or whatever it might be. So what would you say to, to people about diving into chanting? Um, uh, yeah, I, I want to just um, give you an idea about what that Kirtan Circle was based on, the Felton Kirtan Circle. We were trying to break down the, the barrier between chant leaders and audience. So there mm-hmm. was just us, just a circle. And... Um, we we found that actually that brought a freshness and a spontaneity to to the uh, to to the kirtan. It was less structured. It, it was kind of experimental in a way, and anyone from any level of musical proficiency could could offer a chant. And you know we we found that um, the musical skill was less important than the heart. The, the the depth of the intent and absorption in in, in the chant, um, you know, the, the devotional intent always comes through, and it resonates mm-hmm. with others, regardless of how beautifully it's sung. It it comes through because it's a reflection of the one heart. That that simple heart is a reflection of the one heart, mm-hmm. and it it can be very powerful. It's also it brings humility to to the kirtan as well. Really lovely. As, as you were speaking, I was reminding me of, um, I was fortunate in uh, January 2016 to accompany Yogacharya O'Brien on a trip to India. And I remember we were in a group of um, just a bunch of, of people, just um, devotees of a particular uh, guru that we were visiting. And um, there was a period of time at the beginning of the of the session where people just spontaneously would offer a chant and the uh, the group would chant along with them until it kind of stopped and then someone else would jump in you know, with a different chant and it was just as you said just really really beautiful just that devotion that bhakti that love really comes through 
in yeah, uh, but, when, I, when people allow it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think that spontaneity is is actually it's giving us an idea that it's something that's authentic. It's it's arising in the moment, and we want to give expression to that. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend for someone who's interested in the practice of chanting? Where do we start? I would say just start, <laughs> either mm-hmm. by yourself or with a friend or, or with friends, and make it a regular practice. Um, mm-hmm. You could start by singing with a drone, you know, just a note that's held out like a, like a shooty box, mm-hmm. or borrow a harmonium, get a harmonium. I would say start simple. Don't try to be overly complicated. Start really simple mm-hmm. and try to gather energy with the regular repetition and have it feed you so you want to come back to it again and again. That, that feedback that we get from doing the, the, the practice is what, is what feeds us and keeps us going. Um, repetition is the key. That's, that's, that's what makes it work. Mm-hmm. Which was part of the, the uh, quote that I read from um, Cosmic Chants, where Yogananda wrote, um, each of these chants should be sung not, on, not once, but many times utilizing the cumulative power of repetition until the singer feels great bliss wafting through the radio of her heart. Wow. <laughs> I just love that, love that phrase. <laughs> through the radio of, of, of uh, the person's heart. Right, right. So the last track I want to share with listeners is called Hey Hari Sundara, which is also a reprise of Oh God Beautiful. So first, let's right. start with the Sanskrit. What does Hey Hari Sundara mean? Oh God Beautiful. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, this, this was the original form of the chant that the Yogananda learned in India. And there oh. are actually recordings of him on YouTube. You can hear him singing you know, hey, Hari Sundara, hey, Hari Sundara. You can hear that on YouTube. And he wow. later adapted that into English in, in the 1930s. And this chant yeah. has been sung for, for centuries, and it's been attributed to um, Guru Nanak and to others as well. Mm-hmm. So um, this, the first version of Oh God Beautiful you played earlier is kind of represents the first step in reinterpreting the original. The one you're going to play now, it it, it it includes elements of the Yogananda English chant, but it also reaches back to the original Sanskrit chant, incorporates that, and it takes the reinterpretation to kind of a new level. We're taking more liberties with a more kind of up-tempo arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of filled out. I listen to, to Barry Phillips, uh, his uh, string outro. There's kind of a little four-part concerto at the end. Mm-hmm. Lovely. All right, Louie, we're ready for Hey Hari Sundara.
Once again, I'm just so struck by that. Just amazingly beautiful. And to know that the Sanskrit words are basically the same of what Prabha is singing and have those interweave with each other is just really something. Yeah, it it was fun putting that together. This is kind of our our anthem to take you home at the end of the of the album. Wow. I think we've given listeners uh, enough of a little sneak peek at this uh, album that is coming out. Again, I wanted to mention the website, moonbirdsmusic.com. Moonbirdsmusic.com. You can pre-order the physical CD, and within a couple of weeks, you'll be able to go there and download these tracks yourself and listen to them. So um, that's just really, really lovely. Um, one of the other stories that um, Mukti Devi uh, shared with me is that um, sometimes when you were um, doing kirtan, uh, your children would be there and they would crawl into your lap, <laughs> which just sounded, it just sounded so sweet. Um, what has your experience been with how children relate to sacred music, to these sacred chants? Well, you know, children's hearts are so open. And when people are doing a, a practice together of opening, there's just a natural resonance that they naturally want to be a part of that. Mm. Um, of course, they're also interested in what their moms and dads do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that instinctive connection with the source. And mm. they see chanting as play. <laughs> they want mm. to bring joy to it. They're not just going through the motions. They're doing it to, to play and, and to be spontaneous. So... Um, yeah, I have noticed that the kids love it. You know, they sing it in the car. <laughs> they sing it. <laughs> you know, if I'm if I'm practicing, they want to sing too. Usually, they oh, want to pump the harmonium. <laughs> so um, they want to participate. Yeah. So yeah. And for listeners who may not know what a harmonium is, do you want to just give a brief description of that instrument? Yeah, it's a little reed organ. It was originally brought to India by um, Western missionaries, and the Indians took a hold of it and adapted it uh, to their uses, and it's been used for centuries in, in India. It, it's, it's used to accompany um, music, especially sacred music. Mm-hmm. And what it looks like is just a little you know, miniature keyboard, and then the back is like an accordion-like bellows, I guess, that you pump yeah. with one hand while you're playing the keyboard with the other hand. That, that's right. Yeah. It, it Basically, the bellows are, are kind of like our lungs, and the reeds are kind of like our larynx, you know, like our, our, our vocal cords. So in a way, it, it's like having your own kind of personal choir to sing with. Mm. It, it really helped me to bring my voice out, and mm. it also keeps me straight <laughs> regarding intonation, keeps me on key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds a good idea. We've come to the last couple of minutes of the show. In closing, what words of encouragement or inspiration would you like to leave with our listeners? Um, I would say that chanting is not something above or outside of normal life. It's as normal, natural as having dinner or talking to a friend. You know, it's it's something that's is something that's normally part of our of everyday living. Um, mm. It also makes consciously raising our frequency um, 
a more natural part of life because it offers us the opportunity to resonate um, in higher octaves within ourselves and to mm. change the channel, so to speak. Yeah, I know it gives my mind something constructive to do <laughs> and, and, and puts me on the right path with, with you know, keeping the divine front and center. Mm-hmm. There, there's also no downside to it. You know, anything that helps right. us to feel more, more open, more connected to life and feeling more gratitude, it, it's, it's worth doing. Um, George Harrison is an inspiration of mine. He did a a CD called Chant and Be Happy. It's a a, Mm. a CD done with uh, uh, the London Radha Krishna Temple. And Mm. that's where I first learned some of my my first bhajans as well. Hmm. That sounds really interesting. I know he was really um, quite involved in, got quite involved in um, spirituality and brought Indian instruments into the Beatles music and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah chant and be happy. That's a pretty good uh, tagline, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I think that's that's great. So, David Rhodes, so lovely to have you here on the on the Yoga Hour. For listeners, um, it's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show, and we've been discussing sacred music, divine connection with composer arranger and pianist David Rhodes. David's newest CD, again, is called Door of My Heart, and you can pre-order the CD. You can also um, do some digital downloads from the website moonbirdsmusic.com. We'll be posting that link on our website at theyogahour.com. So thank you, David Rhodes, for joining me today on the show. Thank you, Laurel. It's been such a pleasure. We will be off for the next two weeks. Join me for the first show of the new year on the Yoga Hour on January 6th when I will be joined by Christopher Chapel, Professor of Indic and Comparative Theology and Founding Director of the Master of Arts in Yoga Studies at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. For the program, which is going to be called Meditations on the Five Elements, We encourage you to join us for the many online programs offered by Yogacharya O'Brien and the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. Programs include morning meditation, which occurs daily from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m., afternoon meditation from 4 to 4.30 p.m., and Sunday satsang from 10 to 11 Pacific time each week. All those times are Pacific time. You can learn more about the CSE online programs at csecenter.org or Ellen Grace O'Brien. Com. should also mention that there is an upcoming New Year's Kriya Yoga retreat with Yogacharya O'Brien and other uh, ministers from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. And again, you can get that information at csecenter.org. The Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. Remember to go to the Yoga Hour website, theyogahour.com, to learn more about us and to access our library of podcasts. And perhaps think about sharing it with a friend. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, founder and spiritual director of the show, Yogacharya O'Brien, assistant producers Anne Hayes and Mickey Coronado, and a special shout-out today to Louis Pagan in the sound booth at Unity who helped get uh, prepare those, uh, those cuts. 
Um, I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Bye now. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.